Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Walking the Unnamed Path. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Graywolf, and joining me tonight are my fabulous you know, co-conspirators, co-hosts, Chris Ripple and Chase Powers. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> you know, Walking the Unnamed Path is a podcast dedicated to expanding on the teachings and techniques given to us by the ancestors of men who love men and laid out by our late brother and founder, Hyperion. We also touch on topics and ideas that pertain to queer uh, pagan men on a daily basis. So let's do a little catch up. You know, it's, you know, it hasn't been that long since I've chatted with you, Chase, although, you know, it's a thrill to chat with you all the time. But it's been a bit since we chatted with Chris. How are you, Chris? How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> Actually, like, um, I had a bit of a family reunion, so it was all in all good. But, of course, you know, whenever you gather some family, there's some drama. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all in all, I mean, you know, it's I, I, it's okay not to be good, but I'm, I, I'm still good. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and I actually got some great news. I mentioned in a previous episode that I was went to a training to become a uh, CLC, a Certified Lactation Consultant. And you guys are in the presence of the latest uh, Certified Lactation Consultant. So if you all want to learn how to breastfeed, I'm your man. I mean, there's a kink for everything. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you, never, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you doing, Chase? You know, I'm doing pretty well. I recently started a new job position, uh, which I'm hoping will be made permanent. Crush your fingers, crush your toes, crush your eyes, whatever you got to do. Um, it's fabulous. I am so unstressed after just two days um, that it's like almost like being on vacation. Um, <laughs> ooh, let me tell you, um, I've got a couple of options for where I'm moving. And things are ticking along in that way. And I recently discovered, um, or was notified, I suppose, by uh, a good friend of mine here in Portland who has started his own leather crafting business that um, as a as a gift for supporting him so much um, and supporting his work so much that uh, he's going to gift me with a rainbow harness for pride. Oh, that I'm, I'm going to get to do that. I have to, I just have to do a photo shoot in it for him. So I'm like, uh, yes, please. <laughs> that sounds a, a wasn't supporting you for that, but B yes, please. Wow. <laughs> well, we all look forward to those pictures, Chase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll have to see about that one, but yeah, <laughs> we'll have to see whether I decide to subject you all to those pictures. Not a lot has been going on over here in Texas. Oh, other than having some really weird weather, mm. we – what was it? We um, – it rained all day this past weekend. Uh, oh, like God. Saturday yeah. And, yeah, Saturday and Sunday were, like, drenched. <sighs> so I did not – like, I think I mentioned last time that I was going to try to make it to uh, – the, the Dallas area radical ferries have a weekly coffee at um, Buzz Brews, which is a – local coffee chain here in Dallas. And uh, I was trying to make it last night, but it was, I was not leaving my house that early for coffee with it pouring rain and people in Dallas can't drive for shit when it rains. <laughs> so, so, funny. so yeah, 
So, but I happen to be off this coming Saturday, so fingers crossed I will make it, even though it the there's supposed to be a chance for rain. Ugh. And it was freaking cold this past weekend, like in the 60s here in May. <laughs> Which, you know, having lived in Illinois, you know, in the 60s, it's not cold. But right. for pe- people in Dallas, people in Texas, the 60s in May is not normal. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's it's strange you say that, Michael, because we've been having a lot of rain here in New York, too. The whole weekend, it's it's pouring right now too, and uh, yeah, you mentioned it being colder. You know, we had like maybe two hours of summer. It felt like summer in New York, and then uh, it's been in the 40s ever since. So it's actually in the 40s right now here in New York. Girl. Pretty crazy. I know. Not to downplay Girl. your 60 degree cold weather. <laughs> I'm sure it must be so tough for you. I get it. I get it. Yeah. You know, I, I can't I can't wear my shorts and flip flops. But no, oh. they look like in the 90s. It was like in the 90s today. Oh, wow. How's your weather been, Chase? Have you had any freaky weather? You know, um, we had about three days where it was a, got up to about 95. Um, mm. And then today we're back down to lovely, cool, cloudy, rainy weather. It's amazing. Oh, Mother Nature. Mm, no, it's no, it's true. not Mother Nature. It, 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 it's, it's us having fucked over the planet. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that too. But... <laughs> yeah, uh, this, the whole mood has gone downhill. <laughs> Let's bring it back up. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, so, wah. I love rain. Uh, yeah, I love rain too. It's perfect for having sex in. But anyways, yeah. Uh, I'm only happy when it rains. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> for tonight's episode, we are pleased to welcome back our brother Matthew Sidney who you know has you know taken a break from you know doing podcasting a little bit to focus more on other projects and some of those projects have been very musically inclined uh Matthew has put out a couple well last year he put out one one or two EPs and he just put out one earlier this year so mm-hmm. let's go ahead and bring Matthew on the air Matthew Hi guys, Hello. nice to be back. Yay! <laughs> Yay! So have you? And been I'm I'm, you? I'm really excited between between breastfeeding and and leather. I I <laughs> feel like I came to the right party. <laughs> Girl, I could talk to you. Yeah, we could talk about breastfeeding all day. It's kinky so and how delicious. Have you been, Matthew? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh oh no. I've been, I've, um, uh, I... <laughs> This is Matthew. Michael, I heard you. Um, I've been I've been doing really well. Um, it's been a lot going on, you know, still, you know, listen, longtime listeners know that I made the big journey. I uprooted and replanted myself um, in San Diego from Florida and just a lot of um, letting my roots sink in. So. Um, I have a, a great day job career opportunity that I've been sinking my teeth into, and it's been a lot of work, a lot of self-work, but I'm feeling really good about that, and I've been hard at work on new music also. So I've been working mm-hmm. on that, and you know, people that follow me know that I, I do music, I write, 
uh, which with all my projects, it's probably why I really don't have much of a social life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that's the price we pay. It's been a really exciting time. I've been really inspired. Um, It's also, I'm going to be honest, it's been a really challenging time. You know, there's been, I think it's a challenging time for all of us with what's going on in the world. And I think that's reflected in, in, you know, our personal lives and, and, and we're each looking into that mirror. And I know for me, you know, uh, have the wonderful opportunity of, oh boy, oh, where's this pattern of behavior coming from? Oh, okay, let me look at that. Okay, what can we do about this? So, but there's been a lot of growth and um, I'm feeling really excited. It's incredible. Awesome. Matthew, can you tell us what was the inspiration for your, um, your cross-continental travels or moving? <sighs> was it a gold well, rush? <laughs> it was. I think it's something um, mentioned here before. Well, uh, it is definitely is relevant to unnamed paths. And now that, that I'm, a, I'm a teacher, I'm going to share what was told me and what I tell people that are interested and that, you know, this work is no joke. And we are blessed with opportunities to see ourselves more like as we really are and having our masks slip away and our illusions slip away and – you know, it's, you know, when you're not giving so much a spiritual path, you can kind of, kind of tread water. But I think when you dig deep into this kind of work, the spirits kind of put you through it, you're held to a higher standard. And I realized that in Florida, I was using that as an excuse to not grow in certain ways that I needed to grow. And I felt a calling, I felt a spiritual calling, actually. Uh, to cross the country, to start completely fresh. And it was very scary, and I resisted it. I got the message um, about a year before I actually moved, um, this, this urge, this push, and I fought it for a long time. And then finally, uh, it was, I guess, September of um, the September of 20, uh, 2017, I was at uh, Gay Spirit Visions, and there were synchronicity staring me in the face, telling me that it was time to shit or get off the pot. And so I did. I did what I had to do, and it was the scariest thing I ever did, but the best decision I ever made. You were not originally from Florida, correct, Matthew? Correct. Uh, I am uh, originally – well, I was born in New Jersey. That's where most of my family's from. Mm-hmm. What brought you? What had taken you to Florida to that point? My mother. <laughs> <laughs> she decided she was going to move to Florida, and I was eight years old, and I didn't have much say. Uh, uh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yep. So, how long have you been playing music? Uh, so, I mean, I would say probably since I was around twelve. Um, I, I do come from a musical family. Uh, my father plays guitar and saxophone. Uh, my mother used to play a little bit of guitar. And so there, was, there were always instruments around. And I would say sometime between the time I was 10 and the time I was 12, I decided that, that I wanted to learn guitar. And, you know, back then, you know, I, it, I was part of the whole metal craze. So I just wanted to play heavy metal and 
dress all in black and be badass and all of that. So, um, you know, I did that. That was kind of my entry into uh, playing music. And But to be honest, it was off and on for a long time. It wasn't until um, adulthood that I got serious about it. So in many ways, I'm a late bloomer. You know, you talk to most musicians and, you know, they'll tell you that, oh, you know, I played, you know, I played every day from the time I was 12 years old, practicing four hours a day. I played till my fingers bled. Um, unfortunately, I'm not one of those people. Probably shows in my playing. I'm not a virtuoso player. Uh, I'm primarily a songwriter. So that's that's really my um, where my skill comes in. But music has been a hugely important part of my life, my whole life, because I was I was always around it. I come from a family of people who love music and play music, so it was it was always there. It's like the air. Mm-hmm. So what would you describe? <clears throat> You know, you said you were very into the whole metal and what, which I just, for some reason, I cannot picture you doing metal. <laughs> but, um, but, um, what would you describe your style of music as, Matthew? My style of music is, is indie rock. Mm. Indie rock. It's indie rock, and I have that bad character flaw that many songwriters have, and that is they do not want to be boxed into one genre. So, um, you know, some of my songs, and when I play live, I usually play an acoustic guitar. So, uh, you know, a lot of my stuff is acoustic rock, um, folk style, uh, but uh, some of it's more in the psychedelic range, and some of it's more uh, in the power pop range. And so I, I, I do dip into different different genres. I mean, I've um, some of my projects I've I've pulled elements of of jazz and blues into what I do. So I I try to keep a a rich palette. I can't just you know I'm one of those artists that just can't stay in one um, can't stay in one genre. You know, I think maybe David Bowie was too much of an influence on me. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to blame we'll have to blame the black star uh, <laughs> as he continues to rise in power. Praise his name. Um, <laughs> much love to Iman. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's it's hard to say. Um, it's a question that makes me feel awkward. Uh, but uh, classic rock is a huge influence on me. David Bowie is a huge influence. Stevie Nicks is a huge influence. So I always love it when listeners come back. I had uh, my new album. Someone listened to it and said, wow, it really reminds me of Ziggy Stardust era Bowie. And I thrilled to that. I mean, you couldn't possibly give me a better compliment. And then uh, I actually, I was with my mother recently and I played it and, and my aunt overheard the music, and I go, oh, who is that? That sounds like David Bowie. So, um, you know, and then we broke the sad news to her. So, um, you know, that always makes me feel really good. Uh, so, you know, now I've opened the window so you guys know what some of my influences are, and I think, uh, I think some of those influences come through in the style that I put together. Mm, very cool. <laughs> um well, Matthew, you mentioned that you played uh, guitar. Did you? Did you? Was there like um, a selling point? Did you try some other instruments first? Um, did you consider the sax like your dad? <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, the guitar was probably the 
No, the first instrument I picked up was a drum, and uh, I, I really don't keep a very good beat, so I was quickly fired. Um, in my defense, I was maybe only seven or eight at the time. Uh, but besides that, it's I've, I've, guitar was probably the, next to drums. Guitar was probably the first instrument that I touched. Uh, uh, I've always felt really comfortable with it. Uh, I have tried um, not saxophone, but other um, uh, wind brass instruments, and um, I think there's something wrong with the way my lips work. I can't get a sound out of instruments mm. like that, uh, so I have to <laughs> leave that to others, but mainly guitar, and um, I dabble in piano and keyboard a little bit. Mm. Okay. Trying so hard not to make a comment. I know. There's a joke in there somewhere for sure. <laughs> oh, go for it. Go like, for it. You don't want to. Uh, no, no I'll, I'll let this one pass. <laughs> Let's leave it to our listeners. Please mail in your jokes about Matthew's mouth not working properly. <laughs> That's not we'll what have, I had heard. Right? Yeah, we'll have a prize for the best joke. <laughs> Matthew, you know, you, you say you see yourself more as a songwriter. Uh, have you ever written any music that was, you know, exclusively queer or pagan-esque? Yes. So many moons ago, uh, when I was younger and I started, you know, performing in front of people, um, I, at least especially in the area I was in, South Florida, I was one of the first openly gay artists and I would touch on definitely gay themes in my music. Uh, the game, which is a studio album I released, I think 2010, I'm dating myself. Um, of course I was only 18 at the time. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. Uh, most of the songs are, uh, romantic in nature or about relationships and about male, male relationships. Um, I've always been open about that, and I wanted to write songs that spoke to that experience. So that material in that album in particular is def- uh, definitely inspired by per- real personal experience, um, you know, mainly, you know, different situations with different men, different, different uh, uh, relationships that might have been, and I think probably touching on some of the challenges that we all face um i i kind of wanted to put a voice to that you know i can sing about being let down by someone without you know doing what our people and what our ancestors were pressured to do for decades which is pretend it's a boy girl boy girl thing um and no let us now write our songs honestly without that filter let's take the veil off um and let us be more truthful in our storytelling. Mm. And then there's always also been a spiritual element. Um, I always have at least one spiritual song in each one of my projects that I do. And for me, nature is divine. So if I'm singing about creator, if I'm singing about the gods, I'm pulling in usually uh, elements from nature or from the mystical experience. I do find as I mature my subject matter is getting more spiritual in nature than it was so i don't write a whole lot of songs about uh love or romance anymore 
Um, a lot more of my new material is actually spiritual in nature. Matthew, well, thank you so much. Uh, I mean, what you, when you speak to um, having our stories out there, whether they're written or they're sung, I think we agree with you that it's so important to, I mean, in the past, it was that kind of um, fun play of it being like hidden, right? But now uh, more and more it's become important. Uh, we spoke of visibility in the past couple episodes. So thank you for choosing visibility for those who cannot. And thank you for putting yourself out there and sharing that story. It's, I think it means a lot. Well, thank you. Thank you. And that's my hope. That's a big reason why I chose to be completely out of the closet as an artist when I started my career, because mm. I decided that I was not going to, I was not going to make decisions based on um, how can I make sure that I make the most money so I can pay my bills doing this. Mm-hmm. Would I love to be a full-time, you know, songwriter? Absolutely. And, you know, who knows, I may well be one day, but uh, I made the choice of not compromising. And I've, I've even worked with producers that have tried to steer me, whether it be in terms of my image or especially my songwriting, to try to make it what they consider to be more saleable. And I've said, no, you know, I'm going to follow my inspiration. It's a hard decision to make when someone's dangling an opportunity in front of you and opportunities are not easy to come by. Um, But a big part of my motivation was my realization that the people who've gone before have made things so much easier for us. So what, you know, when we're talking about music, we're talking about people who, you know, basically said, okay, you know, openly queer people can be, can be artists, you know, I mean, David Bowie famously and, and uh, you know, uh, Joe Brioth, whose story is fascinating, um, and, but also in general, you know, things are so much easier for us than it was for the previous generation. And I've always felt a responsibility, you know, what can I do for the next generation? I want to create the kind of music that I wish was around when I was 14, 15 years old, because anything that was you know, authentically queer, I, that I could find, I devoured, and there simply wasn't enough back mm. then. So I decided that, that I was going to help change that for the next generation, because now, and, and I know there's so many uh, openly queer artists now, that now for a very young person who needs um, the affirmation that they're not alone, and they need music that is reflective of their experience, there's so much more of that on hand now, and that's such a good thing. I believe it saves lives. Mm. Yeah, here, here. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, Matthew, you mentioned your image, right? So actually, <laughs> I, I knew you as a podcaster uh, online, and I knew that you were a musician, but um, I'm so glad that we had this opportunity to have you on in your musician hat. So I, I, I was looking at your website, and I noticed, you know, when, she, when you mentioned image, it's like, a quick glance at your gallery shows a lot <laughs> of different <laughs> images. I did some, uh, yeah, I, I'll just leave it at that. If you, please go look at Matthew's gallery. <laughs> uh, can you think of some of your inspirations for the images uh, that you have? Or maybe, some of my ins- yeah, go for it. Inspirations for some of my images now. Oh, man. And I'm not looking at my website, so I'm trying to remember what some of the photos up on there are. So in the beginning, I would say um, when I first started performing publicly, 
um, not just doing the open mic scene, but actually, you know, headlining gigs, you know, which means basically playing in a bar of people that are ignoring you and getting paid a $25 bar tab. Um, <laughs> uh, back then, my image was very country. Uh, not that country musicians would describe my music as country, but in the context of South Florida, um, if you're doing folk style, folk rock or southern style rock, it's kind of considered country and it was kind of a tongue in cheek thing too. Um, those are the people I was around. That was kind of the image that we cultivated back uh, 2009 ish. Um, so there was that phase. And then, you know, uh, it evolved from there 2010 when I released the game, you know, it's uh, you know, I'm just going to say that, you know, Everyone here, everyone gathered here today knows that that colors are magical and that symbols have power. Mm. (laughs) And I choose colors and symbols accordingly. Mm. And I'll just leave that there. I don't put a whole lot of thought into it. um, But, you know, the imagery, the cover of the game there, it's all red and black and I'm there with a cigar. You know, I think for me, that was that was a crossing of a threshold. For me, career-wise and in my life, it was me stepping into my own. Uh, in a sense, it was me passing through a, a, a passing through a crossroads uh, in my life at that time and making certain choices. Um, and I kind of wove some of that into my image. And then from there, um, you know, now uh, I I think it came to me in a vision. I recorded masks, uh, which. I released mm. earlier this year, and these are some of these songs I wrote many years ago, but each song is about a different comic book character uh, mm. or a different superhero. Uh, I'm a huge comic book geek, and um, but I like to think that each one of those songs also has a message beyond you know, the obvious pop culture comic book connection. And I wanted to play with the idea of masks. And the idea of superheroes, um, you know, the person that they really are is that maybe the mask, sometimes when they're wearing the mask, that's when they're being their authentic selves. Mm. And just to kind of play with that and to play with imagery. Another theme is, is being yourself. One song on that uh, EP is called Gods on Earth. It's my Magneto song, and it was actually inspired by a scene in one of the X-Men films. I think X-Men First Class, possibly. I could be wrong. And Magneto basically says to Mystique, you don't have to uh, transform yourself into something that you're not. You don't have to wear a mask to be beautiful. You're magnificent the way you truly are, blue skin and everything. And that's why the refrain in that song is beautiful, be beautiful, be blue. That is what you are. Uh, Mystery be true. And basically it, you know, the, the protagonist, the singing voice is, is Magneto's message. You know, you don't have to hide. Uh, You are not less than the people that do not understand you stand tall, be proud. And the hope is that Mystique, this person who like many mutants is, you know, blue or furred or both, um, or scales, you know what, do I love myself enough to hold my head up high and to stand in my power as who I truly am? Because this, what makes me different, the blue skin or whatever, scales, what have you, 
this is what makes me great. This is what makes me magnificent. This is beautiful. And I, I think we've all felt pressure to conform and we all struggle, you know, because we don't fit into an external standard of beauty. And I think we're all hungering for the message that, no, wait a minute, you're perfectly hot, beautiful, and sexy just the way you are. Amen. Yeah, nice. <laughs> awesome. Uh, wow. Well, Matthew, I, I have to ask because, you know, we mentioned the gallery, but what was the inspiration for the first image in your gallery? Uh, oh, boy, which picture is that? <laughs> oh, well. I have to dig up my computer. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> No, I'm curious. Yeah. Oh, um, that looks like your bulge, Matthew. <laughs> That's a heart. Oh, it's a heart. Yes. It's an oh, abstract it's heart. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. Well, we see where somebody's for mind a, is. <laughs> for a cover of, uh, of a single. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Michael, it's a heart. <laughs> Whatever you were thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, I have the privilege of working with some amazing photographers and artistic designers. Awesome. I also note that uh, you you're holding a stang in one of the other pictures, which is great. That made my heart sing a little bit, you know. Yes. So uh, that great. one. Yeah. So I uh, I self-produce now, oh. um, and which is scary. Uh, you know, I, I'm. I wish I was one of these really savvy tech people that's a, a complete whiz at GarageBand or Pro Tools. Um, I tend to struggle a little bit with technology. And so up until now, I've always relied on other producers. I've worked in old-fashioned br- brick-and-mortar studios space. Um, I've also had wonderful experiences with uh, producers that basically work out of the trunk of their car using their wow. computer. Um, there's amazing talent out there, but I reached a point where I really wanted to have more control. I wanted to do the mixing and the producing and the arrangements myself. So I decided, you know, I've never really done a cover song. Let me do a cover song. And people do seem to enjoy, uh, my live version because I've been playing Gypsy, Fleetwood Max Gypsy live for quite a while and people always enjoy it. And I thought, Oh, let me do a, a, um, cover of that and this will kind of be my test run as I get used to these new tools um and of course instead of doing whatever in wanted which is a real pretty folk version I had to be all extra and try to make it all EDM um (laughs) because you know St. David Bowie will not allow me to just stay in one box um (laughs) nevertheless so uh when I was ready to release Gypsy I was kind of struggling with what kind of image you know you know, visuals are important. You know, a lot of times the first thing people see, first first thing people experience is the image before they even hear any of the music. So, wow, you know, and it wasn't in the budget to uh, go full on Hollywood. So, you know, I worked with, with what we had around and we did a photo shoot. And to me, um, you know, Gypsy is a very spiritual song. And, of course, I'm a huge Stevie Nicks fan. Her music is very mystical. And it's no secret that I'm a deeply spiritual person myself. So I just kind of came to me all at once that, okay, this is an appropriate uh, image for this song. And, Mm. 
and I think an element of my personal life, you know, I, I, I felt like a gypsy, you know, packing up, you know, just what I could carry in my car and traipsing across country. And, you know, one of the great lines from that song, which is oftentimes my mantra is, uh, uh, I have no fear, I have only love. And I, I go back to that. And that's why I chose that song. And, you know, I, I like to think that that's, you know, something that helps, has helped me survive and, and get me where I am today. I'm a big believer that pop culture has wonderful gems in it for us uh, to be inspired by, to fuel our, our, our magic, to fuel what we want to manifest in the world. There's so much right at our fingertips. And so I, that's kind of where I was going with that. It's like, okay, you know, we're going to whip out the stang and here I am in this new land and, you know, hey, let's have fun with it. You know, let's make it out like I'm opening up a portal and who knows where that's going to lead. Mm. We'll let the listener decide. <laughs> Very cool. So, Matthew, you already kind of talked about one of your songs uh, from your latest uh, album, Masks. You talked about Gods on Earth. So could you tell us a little bit about the song Eye of Agamotto? Uh, and then we're going to so, play it. Okay. So. Um, Eye of Agamotto is uh, inspired by Doctor Strange. And in the, uh, in the comic book especially, um, so his, his medallion um, within the movies, it's one of the Infinity Stones is in there. In the comic book, his medallion, where he derives his power, power from, is the Eye of Agamotto. That's what the talisman is called. And that's a, a fascinating song because the opening <laughs> verse for that song that just came – I just heard that. It just came to me in out of the blue, and uh, it's delicious when inspiration hits that way. And I just felt – it felt like, you know, if you get dig deep into the comic book, so Doctor Strange, the reason he's a Sorcerer Supreme is because he's kind of appointed – uh, or whoever the source dream is appointed by this trinity of spiritual beings, and Agamotto being one of them. And this group of spirit beings, spirit guides, if you will, are called the Vishanti. And so in this song, I'm hearing the voice of the Vishanti as though they're speaking to Doctor Strange, like, listen, now's your time. Take up the, the eye of Agamotto. You know, it's going to allow you to see further than you ever have because this is your, your destiny and, and you're going to do this. Um, and I had fun writing that song. It took me probably a year and a half. <laughs> Usually I write a song in one day. But I wrote the verses for that, and I knew I needed more. So it actually evolved into a six-minute, dare I say, a mini-opera. So there's a part of the song where the Vashanti are speaking to Doctor Strange, you know, here is the Eye of Agamotto, and you, you'll never see as far as you have with, with this in your possession. Well, why, in the bridge of the song, we bring in his um, archenemy, Dormammu. And Dormammu is you know, this shadowy figure that's threatening uh, the world. And so the whole song is really this conflict between Strange and Dormammu. And as I was writing it, I realized, wow, maybe this is, maybe this is symbolic of something internal. What if Dormammu is just the shadow, and this is what Strange or the hero, whoever he or she may be, has to turn and has to confront that? And so that was kind of the feeling that went in behind it. So on the surface, it's just a mini opera about Doctor Strange standing off against Dormammu, but on a deeper level, 
Um, I also feel it's about that struggle that we each face as we reach that point where we have to turn around and face our shadow in the eye and decide how we're going to move forward with that. All right. This is uh, Eye of Agamotto.
Imagine that was beautiful. Wow. Thank was, you. Thank whew. you. You're right. That is very that that is very much like a little mini opera. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you for choosing that piece to play. Um, you know, it's I mean, obviously I love all the songs on that EP, but um I think that track is the one I'm the most proud of, but I'm also aware, oh boy, it's a little long. You know, this could be that kind of track. Yeah, the artists love it, but it's that deep cut that only you know one in one in five hundred people like really even gets and 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 will listen to over and over again. Um, so uh, I thank you. The fact that you picked that one made made me feel like I, I did something right. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big listener of Rush, and that was very like Rush prog rock like. You know, I, 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 God, I think the what the tw- the first half of the twenty one twelve album is like thirty minutes long. So, oh you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, can't, I, I love and Rush, I can't tell so how many, that's... and I can't tell you how many times I've listened to that one. Yeah, I do like that. There's a sense of a journey while listening to it. You know, it doesn't feel like um like a quick consumption. It's more like I don't know. You kind of sit down, you lean back, and you kind of follow the story with it. You know. It's nice. Could you tell us a little bit about the song Morlocks? Yes. So Morlocks is about the Morlocks. Um, In the X-Men universe, um, the Morlocks are uh, these predominantly uh, very um, unattractive by the standard norms of beauty mutants um, who – uh, whether because they don't control, can't control their powers well, or because of their appearance uh, is too unsettling for people, they live in the sewers under New York, and they're kind of, they're not villains, but they're not heroes either. They're just really outcasts, and uh, they have interactions with the X Men periodically. And I always loved them as a group, and I loved uh, the leader of the, of the Morlocks is Callisto, and I always liked her character. And, um, you know, after building a career doing um, a lot of folk music and wanting to get away from the acoustic folk rock um, box, you know, I love it. I love that stuff, but that's not all that I am. And I wanted to write something that was much grittier. I wanted to write a a punk song. And uh, that's a piece that really came to me really fast. I mean, I wrote that in maybe two hours. If that, uh, it came to me really quick. The melody, the the words even came pretty much all together, and it just felt really good. I've been performing it for years before I finally had the opportunity to record it, and um, I'm really happy with the way it came out. Uh, basically, you know, Morlocks is about the Morlocks, but it's also an anthem. It's an anthem for us. It's an anthem for the queer folks, and that is. 
you can't get away with um, throwing your children away. You can't get away just because you know, your children is queer or different. You can't get away with just flushing them down the drain. There's going to be a reckoning. There's going to be – there's a price to pay in living out of fear and choosing not to practice love. And that's, that's what's behind that song. And it's, it's a song of encouragement. If you listen carefully to the words, um, it's sung from the point of view of Callisto, the leader of the Morlocks. And it's really about how Callisto takes these people in, takes these, in these children who are not getting any love, and she provides it for them. And she's this, you know, kind of a scary punk rock bitch, but she's the one who's taking in these innocent people that stuck up, quote unquote, normal parents won't accept. And I wanted to highlight that and highlight the power of that and offer that up to queer people and people who are different and saying, you know, yeah, we can we can be different. And sometimes our own our own families, our own parents are the worst to us, but we're powerful and we're mighty and we have a family. We're pulling it together and cre- we create our own families and that's even stronger. So that's what Morlocks is about. Here we go. This is Morlocks from Mask. Here we go. Children down, 
that was definitely different from the first one. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, I, you know, part of it's, I think, my own taste. I'm always, mm-hmm. I'm the type of listener, if I, if I li- listen to an artist, if I listen to an album, if all the songs sound the same, um, for me, that's always disappointing. Um, I need to be surprised. I need something that's going to take me from one mood to another from song to song. So um, I'm guilty of doing that when I assemble, whether it be a live set list or the songs I select for, for a project. Um, I definitely try to keep it diverse and versatile. It definitely made me think of listening to it, made me think of the old, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying old, the 90s X-Men cartoon. Like it just oh. that's the first thing that popped oh, yeah. in my head. Okay. Oh yeah. Cool. I'm not sure if you guys can hear me, but Michael, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, so Matthew, you um, you have a variety of music on your site. Uh, so we want to ask you some questions about some all the songs on there. If that's okay, if you have time to stay with us a little sure. longer. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but is it Saint Messi album? Uh, uh Saint Messi. Sounds my C, sorry. Uh, or you could do it with a, you could do it with a, a, you know, an American accent. Just call it Sans Sans Mercy. Sans Mercy. <laughs> you know the the Franco the Francophones might laugh at you, but you know. Yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna do anyway, they're so. gonna do that anyway. So it's true. Right. It's true. <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm used to it. <laughs> Listen, I'm already trilingual, okay? I, I'll try to get French on there, too. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on it. So, yeah, so, so um, Sans Merci, that yes. was the EP that I um, did before Mass. So I released this uh, last year, I think in the fall. And it's a totally different – I wanted to do a really pared-down folk music album. And all those songs, again, have a cultural reference. I guess have a bad habit of that, of pulling from – whether it be pop culture or literature. So, um, yeah, so there's a variety of songs on there, one of which is actually uh, an adaptation of The Witch's Speech from Macbeth, mm. which I had a lot of fun. <laughs> like, I was looking at that, I was reading that, I was like, oh, I want to turn that into a song. Was and then the melody came, and I was like, ah, you know, this it feels good to me. This is a lot of fun. This can get really juicy. So that's, uh, you must be talking about Toil and Trouble, right? Yes. For that one, okay. <laughs> yes, uh, and then in a different direction, then I have another song in there that's actually an adaptation of the Canticle of the Sun. So the Canticle of the Sun is a is a hymn that, uh, according to legend, was written by St. Francis of Assisi. And your parents or grandparents may be familiar with a movie about St. Francis of Assisi called Brother, Son, Sister, Moon. And that's phrasing that comes from this hymn. So each verse praises a different element of nature and praises the creator through that. So there's a verse about, you know, you know we're honoring the creator, but we're singing about the creator's great because of how wonderful the sun is. And there's a verse about how wonderful Sister Moon is and how wonderful Mother Earth is. And I always loved that. I totally embrace elements of anything tradition and and Christianity included, when it taps into that, when it resonates with that, what I feel is a truth, and that is God is nature. They're not separate. Spirit and matter are not separate. And so uh, I feel that that's a hymn that taps into that, what for me is a fundamental truth, which is this power in nature that manifests us, that is the divine, and, and that's why we experience it as, as a multitude of gods, because it is a multifaceted 
thing. So, uh, so that's on there. So yeah, again, I, I kind of uh, painted with a lot of different colors. Um, but that album, if you want something real mellow, you know, you know, add Sans Merci to your playlist because it's mainly, you know, very acoustic and very completely different in, in tone from masks. It's very good. Well, I yeah, know I'll be listening to you on my way to BTW this year. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Toil and Trouble when, when we first started talking about the album, Matthew, because that's the first one that I had planned on playing. So, and, you know, we, okay, interesting. I've, yeah, so I've actually played it on as a closing for the podcast before, but this time we're going to play it and then discuss. Great. So, so here's Toil and Trouble. Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burning cauldron bubble, double, double, toil and trouble, fire burning I really like that, Matthew. I really like that Thank one. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad. It was very fun. <laughs> it's fun to sing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I can just imagine. And, you know, uh, everyone's more than welcome. Feel free to listen to it and sing along anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> this is yours to use and enjoy as you see fit. <laughs> 
It reminded me of my uh, one of my friends that passed away, uh, Puck, uh, who is a big Shakespeare um, fan, fanatic. Uh, so I could just imagine, I could just imagine him singing along, maybe adding a little bit of like a drag <laughs> number to it. <laughs> <You know>? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So. So, Matthew, the next song that we can have on our list is the one uh, Dust Devil Dance. Can you Ooh, tell us a little bit yeah. about that one? Oh, that's a special song for me. That was the first song that I wrote when I moved out to San Diego. And as I was driving across the country, I, I love Dust Devils. It's I don't know why. I just love watching them and driving across the country through – parts of Texas and um, other parts of the country. And, and I was noticing a lot of dust devils. And um, then, you know, when I a- arrived here and I think I was just, I had my guitar and I think I was just playing around with some different chords and I was just trying to get into this mood. I was thinking about the dust devils and I was thinking about, I was thinking about the gin and I was thinking about that energy, and I was thinking about what what is it like to dance with that energy, and and then the song just kind of came from that feeling. You know, I was tuning into those abstract thoughts and playing around with the guitar, and and the melody just came forth from that. And I felt really good when I wrote it, and you know, starting a new life, new beginnings, and. That was the very first song, and 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 for me, songwriting is such a personal process. It's something. It's like giving birth, and so the first baby that I had when I got here is is really special because you know when you go into the unknown, you never know is are things going to be different. Is is am I going to be inspired the same way? And am I am I going to be able to write? Or oh my gosh, I'm in this new place. I gotta I gotta put together a life from scratch. Am I going to have writer's block? But fortunately, the, the muses were with me, and the inspiration was there. And, you know, I, I started playing it, and people who heard it really seemed to enjoy it. So when it was time for me to pick out pieces to put on that EP on Sans Merci, um, that was uh, one of the number one picks to go on there. This is Dust Double Dance from Sans Merci. Thank you. 
That was lovely. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm glad you enjoy. Yeah, Matthew. I, I, I kind of tranced out a little bit for that one. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> oh, good. That means I'm doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not safe for when you're driving, you know? Just <laughs> mm. come with a warning. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That track's probably more, you know, when you're safely at home after work. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Matthew, I know we're kind of wrapping up on time. Um, you know, I was so I wanted to ask you a question. I was so inspired by your journey, and I feel like you know, as as queer people, many of us are blessed with the power of creativity and uh, creation. And some of us choose, I guess, to to follow it in a, in a more professional or um, to devote more time to it. And I'm thinking about like our listeners, and I'm thinking about that time you mentioned that you were a late bloomer. Like that moment when you were sitting and pondering, hey, is this what I'm doing? Like, do you have any words of inspiration or uh, direction or even advice uh, for folks that are kind of right there where you were? You know? I, I do. I, I do. And I and that's and, and that's important to me because um, I'm very conscious of, of what it was like when I was at a phase as, as an adult where, you know, here I have this passion. I love to write. I'm a songwriter. Um, I never saw myself as being capable of performing in front of people my music. I never saw myself as being capable of recording my music. And you know, we all we all have baggage, and and, and you know, I have my fair share of mine. You know, unfortunately, I had a you know uh, relationships that weren't exactly encouraging. You know, that weren't exactly very healthy, and. You know, I came out of a particularly bad relationship, learned a lot. And I think part of my healing for that was, you know what, I'm going to do all the things that this person said I couldn't do. And I'm going to prove that person wrong. And so my message is don't wait for anyone to give you permission. If you have that creativity inside of you, whether it be, you know, as a visual artist, as a painter, as a dancer, as a musician – as a magician, whatever it is that you have inside you, follow your spirit, follow your gut. And e- even the people who say they love you the most aren't necessarily going to be supportive. Find the people 
who support you. You're going to find out who your real friends and loved ones are. But never, never uh, wait for permission. I think a lot of people, you know, they're in the background saying, oh, if only I would get discovered. You know, oh, I'll try out for American Idol. And if they bless me with this opportunity, then I'm worthy. But if they don't bless me with the opportunity, then I'm obviously not worthy. So I'm just going to. I'm just going to eat my feelings. Uh, I reject that. I reject the whole notion of gatekeepers. That's why I'm an independent artist. I've never even tried to break into the, you know, anything remotely mainstream because I've always needed to have complete control uh, over what I'm doing because I feel that it's something inside of me. And if I, it's like having a child, you know, if I can let my child be who they are, you know, I have this piece of music that's coming through me. Am I going to let it be what it wants to be? Or am I going to mold it and shape it into what someone else says is marketable? Mm. Don't wait for permission. Don't wait for your big break. Create opportunity. Think outside the box. This is mm. in many ways, in many ways, we are coping with some messed up systems. So you know what? I'm speaking metaphorically here. Hack that system hack reality. And and also don't be afraid to make sacrifices. For me to do what I do, I'm I'm there there are many people who are much better guitarists than I am. There's many people who are much better singers than I am. I'm doing what I'm doing because I commit energy to that. I watch very little television. I don't play video games because that's time that I have to spend writing. That's time that I have to spend rehearsing. That's time that I have to spend in the studio. That's time that I have to spend um, finding places to perform live. I will not binge watch Game of Thrones, for instance, because that's, that's a luxury that I, I don't need in my life because I'm choosing to spend my energy on something that means more to me. You know what I, you know, and I guess I, I, I see myself as a content creator. You know, I'll 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 consume someone else's creation if it's really really relevant, but I don't need to consume whatever else is consuming because I've been charged with creating and putting stuff out there. So I have to do my job. So, you know, it, I spend long periods of time not being social, of being a hermit because I'm I'm hard at work on on this type of stuff. And, and sometimes these are hard choices, and sometimes people don't understand. You know, for, it's wonderful if when you find for people, you know, maybe listeners, if you have a partner, you're looking for a partner, when you find someone who supports you as an artist, that person's a keeper. Um, I'm very blessed. I'm a musician and a writer. Uh, my partner is a fantastic artist. And we're each other's biggest fans. And that's one of the things that makes things work between the two of us, because we both understand what we need. And we both understand that so many other people don't understand. Um, and that is the sacrifice that we make in order to be content creators. Um, but it's worth it. So listeners, you know, if you've been thinking about, oh, I should write a book, don't think about it, just do it, just sit down and do it. And but you're going to have to make sacrifices. But it's okay. Don't be afraid because you'll, you're going to feel so good about yourself when you do it. Mm. Thank you, Matthew, for being on the show with us real quick. Do you have any uh, projects coming up that you can talk about? Uh, well, real quick, you know, I, I can never stick to just one thing, you know, I guess that's the curse of being a double Gemini. You know, there's not two <laughs> of us. There's, you know, four, eight, 16. So I am working on new material for my next project. 
Um, I think I'm going to come out with a single soon. After that, there's going to be uh, an, uh, another project, maybe an EP, very possibly a full length. The new stuff is I'm gradually getting more overtly pagan <laughs> in my music. So in the future, look forward look forward to some more mystical themed music. Uh, also, there's going to be some curveballs. Look for a little bit more taboo breaking as well. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, the, you know, there might be something coming out that you don't want to listen to in front of the parents. And oh. <laughs> then, uh, you know, I, I am a writer, so I'm, I'm, I'm working. I actually have two manuscripts that I'm working on. That's a topic for another time, but I am hard at work in that. I'm deep in my spiritual practice, so I try really hard to meditate daily. Uh, it looks like I'm going to be teaching again. So that means I put myself through everything I put my students through. So again, that means a lot of a lot of meditating and a lot of spiritual work and journeying and checking in and um, keeping my tools sharp and holding myself accountable. Yeah, probably a little bit of self-flagellation too. That's really my life right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't leave enough for socializing, but who knows? I'll make a little bit of time for socializing come, uh, come summertime. <laughs> All right. So, And where can people find your music or find you out in the interwebs? Uh, so for anyone who wants to find me, um, once you learn how to spell my name, I'm easy to find. Uh, the trick is, <laughs> is, is, is the spelling. Um, so it's Matthew with one T, uh, and last name is Sydney, uh, with a Y like Sydney, Australia. So M-A-T-H-E-W-S-Y-D-N-E-Y, MatthewSydney.com. You can also find Matthew Sydney on Facebook. I'm very active on Twitter and Instagram. And I do try to keep people up to date. And I just kind of, I try to connect with people on a friend level, you know. Yeah, once in a while you're going to see a picture of my dinner, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I think I'm actually a pretty down-to-earth person. And, and, you know, I love interacting with people and, and, and hearing what other people have to say. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, MatthewSydney.com. Uh, you can sample all the music there and find out what's happening next. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an indie artist. So, you know, the part of the job of an ind indie musician is we have to make ourselves easy to stock because we are our own PR company. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty easy to find out there. Thank you again, Matthew. And thank you for also, you know, letting us add your music to our library uh, to share with our listeners and whatnot. It's an, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it very much. And thank you for what you're doing. This is great. I mean, I know it means a lot to a lot of people that you guys are doing this and talking about, you know, the spiritual needs of, 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 you know, queer pagan men. And, you know, this is, this is the right medicine for, for the people at the right time. So thank you very much. Thank you. And, you know, just so you have a little bit more information to stalk some more people, if you'd like to get in touch with myself, Chris, or Chase, hit us up at walkingtheunnamedpath at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at walking underscore the UP. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash walkingtheunnamedpath. So we are going to close with a song. It is another one of Matthew's songs, but I'm going to have, you know, if you're, when you listen to this, reach out to Matthew and pick his brain about the song that I'm going to play. And I'm not telling anyone right now until we actually say bye what song it is. <laughs> so 
goodbye. We hope you have a great night. Have a great week weekend. Bye, Chase. Bye, Chris. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Matthew. Good Bye, night. everyone. Be blessed. All right. And the song that we are going to close out with is, I hope I wrote this name down right, Genius Damon.